went to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into this edition of State of the Sun Devils, a post-game edition after ASU loses by a lot. Um, a lot to a little, I think we could just say was the score. Can Mitch? we please just start with a top of the pod disclaimer so that we get it out of the way right now. They lost Trenton Borgay, they lost Michael Matus, they lost Prince Dorba in this game. They were going into this game with only six scholarship offensive linemen, and their emergency offensive lineman was brought in as a defensive lineman. We very much understand that going into this game, ASU was beat up as far as injuries are concerned, and then it just completely spiraled out of control within the first three plays on offense. Disclaimer done. Um, the worst offensive performance uh, since 1946, when they had, I believe, 92 yards was the stat. I'll pull that up. But that is the worst offense, second worst offensive performance of all time, Jesse. Yeah, in, in team history. Yeah, again, there was some scheme stuff I didn't love out there, but overall, I can't really be mad at this loss. I can't yell and scream about this loss. It's impossible for me to do so, just because of what Minch, what Mitch mentioned. <laughs> um, he he was spot on there. Six scholarship offensive linemen. That probably led to Trenton Borgay getting hurt. And shout out to Trenton, number one, for trying to come back in the game. I mean, he came back for that one series. He's a tough cookie. He has played through injuries. We, I think he's probably already playing through an injury based off of what we saw happen against Oklahoma State earlier this season. So ASU is basically playing its fourth-string quarterback today. They didn't have DeCarlos Brooks, who seems to really be their key uh, to the rushing game, it's Scadaboo is really good, but it's when Scadaboo and Brooks can complement each other that uh, you know brings what brings out the best in this ASU team. And again, just so many injuries, and th- it, I just can't be mad at this this loss. It's, you, it was unfortunate. You brought up Brooks, and I forgot to mention it because I believe it was mentioned during post game, either from Dillingham or I at least saw it from Chris Cartman of Sun Devil Source. Uh, Brooks was unavailable today because he has a hamstring tear, which just most likely out for the can season. Can we can we please just like make it through one more week where we don't have to talk about another? And then I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, please, Isaiah Glass was not available ahead of today didn't, either. Didn't travel. Uh, it's when it rains, it's pour- it pours is the expression that was used a lot around the. Um, the Sun Devil football coverage community today. So a 55-3 to loss for ASU to Utah, um, according to Chris Cartman of Sun Devil Source. I thought we weren't saying the score. Um, <laughs> according to Chris Cartman of Sun Devil Source, uh, the next worst losses in modern history, 50 to nothing to USC in 1988 and 77-28 to, to Nebraska in 1995. Um, How about the yardage? 83 scrimmage yards for ASU. It's yeah. their second worst offensive performance of to team 12 yeah. against Arizona in 1946. Like yes. the, so they had the worst is 12. Yeah. And then we just witnessed the next worst yeah, at and, 83. And the third worst was also in 1946 oh against NAU with that, that was 93. Um, so bad, right? 
Very. Scadaboo looked comfortable at quarterback with the two with the two passes that he threw. One got called back because of uh, some sort of I think it was holding or something like that. But it was a nice pass. He completed it, um, but it was called back. And then he had a very good pass to down the left sideline as well. It was back shoulder. Um, and uh, it was just dropped by the receiver. I so. mean, what was it? The USC game where we were talking about who's the best quarterback option for the Sun Devils, and I joked Cam Scadaboo. It might be. I don't know if I'm joking anymore. Like, I was about to bring that up. They utilize him. Fun. They utilize him as literally their every man on this offense at this point because there's not really anybody left for this offense anymore. So Borgay got hurt or early. He had negative one yards passing, three for six on the game. Conover came in in relief, wasn't much better except he had 41 yards passing which a lot came on a uh, long completion to uh, I believe it was let's see who was it oh yeah it was Sanders for 20 yards so about half of it was to Sanders on that 20 yard game it was a good catch too um, good pass all that stuff I, you know it, it's weird I, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say this and Jesse's gonna be mad at me but to have Conover as your backup quarterback for the last, I don't, I think it's been four weeks now, and you've known that he is your backup quarterback, and for him to come in and have that type of performance and look like he didn't know what was going on in the offense, I think that's poor. He's not a backup quarterback. But he, he has been. Okay, that's and just because of injuries. Get him ready to play. Okay, well, have, have maybe, an maybe offen- he's not good enough to... You know, have to be have ready an, to play. Have an easier offense for him to run. Stop throwing the dank screen passes. Throw more slants. Throw more sticks at the at the first down marker. It's it's so easy to to just dink and dunk down the field. And I, you have a quarterback that can't even do that. I don't think that, he can do that, that. I find it so hard to believe that a Division One fourth string quarterback can't throw that th- that I, ball. I don't think he can do that. And I think that the what they should have done was put. Cam Scadaboo at quarterback. He and, threw those passes perfectly fine. Yep, yep exactly. I'm, I'm, and you can't call him a backup quarterback, Conover. He has been he, for the last four he's weeks. He's not actually the backup quarterback, though. The starting quarterback is Jaden Rashada. The backup quarterback is either Trenton Borgay or Drew Pine. And then you go to Jacob Conover, the fourth-string quarterback. So I don't care how much time he's been the quote-unquote backup quarterback. He's still technically fourth string behind three other guys two of which aren't that great necessarily either so i just like i i i what do you do expect jeremy i blame them for i blame them if they know that he can't make those passes i blame them for putting him in the game if he is your backup quarterback and he can't make those passes your backup quarterback should be the person that gives your team the best chance to win in case but your he's quarterback not their goes down. Quarterback. Right, but he is this week. Okay. So why was not Scadaboo? Why was Scadaboo not the backup quarterback? Probably they because they don't want to play their running back at quarterback. Right. I don't know. So he doesn't give you the best chance to win? Maybe they're they're not they weren't gonna win this game. Right, but he doesn't give you the best chance to not have eighty three scrimmage yards? I mean, what, 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 Scadaboo had 12 attempts in this game. I don't, I don't understand that at all. Why, why was he only running the ball 12 times? What, what, I, what, what, what they happened were there? Behind? No, but why were they not running the ball more? Even from the first possession, I think they, they ran some trickery with, uh, who, who was it there? Look, nothing. It was, it was Black, right? Look, Black nothing, was the one who they had to run the trickery nothing, to. Kayla Black. Nothing they did with their rushing attack today was effective. The longest carry was Conover for 14 yards, and he finished with five attempts for two. 
the longest carry by an actual running back on this team was for six. The averages were not great. They couldn't establish a lane because they don't have protection up front to give them the lanes necessary to run. These trick plays, they don't work either because you're still not getting the necessary protection that you need on the far outside of the scrimmage line. This was a setup for disaster from Why the moment they, they kicked off. Okay, from the moment yesterday or this morning, whenever it was, that I saw that they would have six offensive linemen travel. I was like, oh my gosh, the prediction I made on the podcast, I don't know about that because Utah has an insane defensive line, defensive front, just defense in general. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be ugly. And then I see that DeCarlos Brooks isn't playing and I'm like, oh, this game is out of hand like this is out of hand now and it hadn't even kicked off so again depleted team not their actual backup quarterback Jacob Conover not good enough to be above the fourth string on a you know lower tier Pac-12 team let's be let's be real here a lower tier Pac-12 team that's who you called upon so I don't I'm not really bothered by Conover's performance that much either because that's what I expected from your fourth string quarterback out there. Why the first three plays of the game was it Kyson Brown, right? Why was it not Scadaboo? Why was it not Badger? Well, it's hard to The first the, here's the first play, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what the first three plays were. Okay. It was a swing pass to Kyson, right? Yes. It was a swing pass to Kyson yep. Brown. Another swing pass in the second play of the game to Kyson Brown. Why is that not to Badger? Then the third play of the game is an incomplete pass to him. Scadaboo wasn't even on the field for the first drive. He didn't even start the game. He never he never does, though. That's kind of the, the what they do. They Why? Because you're trying to you establish wanna, but you wanna catch offense. The def- you want to catch the defense off guard. <laughs> Maybe put in a different running back to start the game. Look, you were they- never going to catch Utah off guard. Utah is very aware of the shortcomings that ASU is facing right now, as is the entire rest of the conference. Like, there's nothing that you're just going to hide from a team by not having your best player out there establishing your second offense. best player. Okay, we can we can it agree doesn't matter. To disagree. It, it, it could be Badger after Conyers. The point being is that Scadaboo is a massive part of the success of the offense for ASU this year, and he didn't see the field for the first three plays. Conyers was Why? not targeted today either, so there's that. Uh, the, the, um, Badger was targeted targeted three times. Your best player on offense had a good uh, so, kick return. So though. is it is it still? Is it still that the quarterback is not good enough, or is it also the scheme you're not getting the ball into your player, your uh, I, your best player's I said, hands? I said that I didn't like some of the scheme, but all that I would have done today is just basically put Scadaboo back there yes. and had him figure it That's out. What I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. If you've seen this guy since camp and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if we can dial up these different plays for him. Why not have two players in the backfield, like Badger and Scadaboo, and just run a wildcat with those two, fake handoff, whatever. Why? We're searching here. <laughs> no, but I I just don't understand. I think there's a lot of searching going on with ASU right why now. Why does he get why does he get We're scraping at the bottom of the barrel trying to figure out what could happen? Why does and Badger make this team work? <laughs> why does Badger get four 
touches today. How does that happen? Because they had a fourth string quarterback in and the scheme wasn't great. But they I, threw I'm, I'm screen right. passes right, to Jeremy. all these other guys. You're right that the screen that the scheme wasn't great. And I said that originally. Go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast. I said I said I had some issues with the scheme. I think that what I've learned is that when there are injuries to this team and things don't go well, that I guess maybe Dillingham gets a little bit overwhelmed and goes to some different uh, stuff than what works for this team. It and wasn't he even keep like... with the same game plan no matter what personnel he has out there because it's shown that just running the football and basically old school football is what works for this team and anything that they do that's relatively creative. And e- even putting Skadaboo back there at quarterback is kind of old school football. It's kind of like how high schools run just with their... They put their best player back there and have him run forward. Oh, so now he's the best player on ASU. <laughs> one of the best. I did one, one of three. They, he could, they could have Badger, they could have Scadaboo, and they could have Conyers back there. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so you put I'm just teasing. You put Badger in for the first and tens or the longer plays. You put Scadaboo in there in the mediums, and then you have Conyers in there at the you know second and one. Can we get great. some tush push action? Why isn't there any tush pushing from ASU? Just tush push with Conyers all the way down the field. Mitch, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Con- when when Conover came in, they didn't seem to really dumb down the offense that much. They, they didn't just... even seem to trust him with passing. No, but they didn't. At even, all. But they they continued to run the similar plays that they usually run with whether it's Borgay, Pine, or or uh, Rashada. And again, I think a lot of that can be, you know, labeled as. They were down and had to throw. Like, you have to throw when you're down big. Like, the defense, I will say this the defense didn't do them any favors today. And the defense. I mean, they got off the field a lot in the first half. Okay, but it was 24 to 3 at halftime. Right. And they they scored with like minimal seconds left on the clock. Right, Mitch? Yeah. Okay, look. The whole. Go ahead, go ahead. The defense. Was very this this is what really was the problem. Not the the offense was extremely depleted. The defense lost some players in the game, but coming in, it's kind of the unit we've seen. And Utah had their way with ASU's defense. They marched down the field from the first drive on and just kept doing that. And what we've seen over the past couple of weeks of them being able to stop the run, not able to stop the run. Utah was just churning up the field, going just. There was no stopping their rushing attack today. Absolutely none. Zero. Uh, Jackson was 13 for 111. That's ridiculous. Johnson was 2 for 79, but that was punctuated by that 59-yard touchdown that he had. Uh, Glover was 14 for 64. Uh, even Bryson Barnes went 7 for 56. Like The yards per carries there are ri- absolutely ridiculous. In total, they yeah. finished 49 carries, 352 yards, 3 touchdowns. Their <sighs> longest rush of the game was the 59-yard touchdown. But Oof. what I was going to get to is that even when they were down by so much, the dispersion of play calling and what they did on offense was literally the same. 29 carries. 29 pass attempts for ASU's offense today. It was split 50-50 the entirety of the game. 
and they were down 14 to 3 after the first quarter, 24 to 3 at halftime. And it could have been 17 to 3, but they had a missed field goal in there. Should be 75 25 run, in my opinion, with this team. Look, here's what I'll say you mentioned the defense, and I know it's not incredible stats by any means, but they still got in the backfield, they still got a sack. Got four tackles for loss. They were able to force a turnover, which led to the only points of the game for ASU. Look, it's not great, but they just extended their defensive coordinator for the next three years in Brian Ward. You would at least hope that there's some sort of consistency there, and it looks like they were able to at least early on cause some problems for Utah. They can get after the quarterback. We've seen that. I'm still skeptical about them stopping the run. And as far as their pass defense goes... Uh, one of those touchdowns, uh, Roe Torrance did the best that he could, and it was just an unbelievable uh, reception by the wide receiver. But two of them were completely blown coverages. The first one, he's oh, just standing yeah. alone in the middle oh, of the end yeah, zone. Yeah. And then the second one was practically the same. Like, to the same exact player. What are too. we doing? To the same exact player. Okay. So, Mitch. Yes. What do they do at quarterback if Trenton Borgay can't go next week? Well, I mean, if it's not Trenton, you will get a full week of Jacob uh, Conover. And at that point, we really don't know the latest on the health of Jaden Rashada and Drew Pine. We just know that they were at practice. We knew they were uh, doing drills, I believe, at the minimum. So I don't know what to expect from them. And I know that this university is very uh, dead set on preserving the red shirt of Jaden Rashada. He's played two games. They have three games left now after this one. They have UCLA on the road, Oregon at home, and Arizona at home. If Rashada plays any of those two games, I I'll be honest, I'll be shocked if it's the one next week as one of the two at this point. I if it's if it's bad for Borgay, and I'm seeing from uh, Chris Cartman with Sun Devil Sources Twitter, he said as part of announcing that Matus is out for the season with a knee injury, Borgay was leaving on crutches and in a boot, which, which we've seen before. Yes. So who knows? So for right now, I will just stick with Conover because literally it's what you got. I think that Jaden I'm I'm gonna change my opinion on this after just how depleted they are. Jaden Rashada should not play another snap this year for ASU. Uh Jeremy is rejoicing for our listening audience. Um he is rejoicing, he's got his hands out. Yeah, because I don't want him to get hurt again. Yeah, don't I mean look don't if we go him... back to the top, they have six offensive linemen that are scholarships left for the rest of the season at this point. Yeah, don't let him uh play again this year we've seen what he can do he's really good uh let him you know just get ready for next season they have absolutely nothing to play for except for the territorial cup this season but even then and this is going to be the hottest of all hot takes i think that the majority of asu fans would rather lose the territorial cup then see Jaden Rashada get hurt and miss all of next season. Am I right? If those are the two uh, yes. scenarios, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I but think only if those are the two scenarios. I like, look. I I want them to win the cup. Like that's the one redeeming thing for the entirety of oh, the season. Oh yeah, of course. But if it means risking further injury to the future of this program under center, then forget it. You can, they can keep it. And. You know, Drew Pine, definitely a better option than Jacob Conover. So if he's able to go, he's also been banged up this season. And when he's been on the field, it's been very hit or miss. Yeah, mostly miss. but he definitely 
He's had some nice throws this year, I will say. He had a nice touchdown pass earlier in the season. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see him start over Conover if he's able to go. If not, I'd like to see Scadaboo in the backfield most of the game. Yeah, I agree. I would I would not like to see Conover play much at quarterback for them, if at all. But you know what? I trust the coaching staff, and if they think that Conover is their best chance to win start next week, then, you know, that's what they'll do. Just scheme better for him, at least. Yeah, that's that's all I want. That's all I've been asking for. That's all I care about. I just think the scheme was messed up today. That's all. Yeah. Um, last thing before we go, um, I talked about this in our last week preview before the Washington State game. One thing is for sure, we're never going to know what ASU team we're going to see because the things that we think are strength going into one week, it's going to be their weakness. That's been just kind of the roller coaster of this season. Am I Am I right there? Yeah. I, like it's just so strange that we're like, oh well, their defense looks good. Obviously gave up fifty five points today, got some sacks though, but five hundred eight thirteen yards and a, a three hundred and fifty two on the on the on the uh ground. Yep. Case in point. Yeah. We said the disclaimer at the top. I think we've we've made it clear that while you two have your argument as to what the actual designation is for Jacob Conover, um on Fourth the depth string chart, quarterback. The the consensus from all of us today is we're we're very upset by the loss, but we understand why. I'm not it's yes, just, I and I'm also not mad at a fourth string quarterback for not necessarily no. playing that bad. I'm not. I or just not think necessarily playing that well. He was put into a very tough situation. Fourth string quarterback. Yes. Oh, you agreed with me. See, see, he agreed. Fourth string dun, quarterback. Dun, dun, dun. But this week he was the technically the backup. There you go. But. That's all I'm oh, saying. <laughs> if everything was he's been healthy, there, he's been there. Everyone was healthy. He's been their backup quarterback for four weeks. That's all I'm saying. Can I shout out a couple quick things before we get out of here? Please, sure. Volleyball absolutely smacked UCLA. Another straight sets victory on the on the on the road. road. Yes, uh, disrespectful twenty to twenty five to eleven second set. Loved to see that. <laughs> um, and then soccer lost to Arizona. Last night, but I was record-breaking crowd apparently down in Tucson. Wow, yeah, good for them. Last, uh, I was listening to the halftime show though with Jeff Munn on Sun Devil Radio Network, and he said they still should get into the tournament. So shout out to Graham Winkworth's team, and also shout out to uh, you can go to the Sun Devils uh, Twitter page and look at this. There are a ton of these soccer players, especially there's a lot of players, athletes in general, but. This soccer team is having the success while like a ton of their players are in the honors college at Arizona State. So that's really impressive to me that they're doing all of that, doing all this travel uh, and balancing, you know, what they've had to do in the classroom. It's very impressive. Also, ASU, men, ASU men's hockey won five to four in overtime yesterday after trailing four to one. I'll be out there uh, tonight. Yeah, well, make sure to check out uh, that game against Stonehill tonight at 7 p.m. Guys, that's going to do it for this edition, this post-game edition of State of the Sun Devils. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and threads at AZ Sports Devils. We're on threads. You can find all of our content on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app. For Jesse Morrison and Mitch Reldis, my good friends. Are we? I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you in the middle of the week. 